Oh, yeah, how's this? Oh, now I can hear myself. Ah. Oh, it's good to be back here. It's been a long time. <coughs> and uh, it's interesting to see that you guys are in Matthew, starting a thing in Matthew at the Grace Place there in Taiwan. We've been in Matthew. Um, we started with Matthew 1 and have been working through, rotating with uh, uh, Stephen, the pastor, and others for over a year now. And so when I heard that you guys are going to be in Matthew, I was like, oh, good. I, I, there's lots of good stuff in Matthew, but I'm out of probably order with you guys. So we're going to be looking at Matthew uh, chapter 13, uh, 1 through 23. And uh, let's see, I need, that's right, I've got control of this too, so. <clears throat> now, w when, when you guys get into Matthew, um, when you get to chapter 13, you, Jesus has been going around and healing and helping people, teaching and using some parables. And then in 13, he comes a whole bunch of parables. And uh, you can also find this parable in Mark and in Luke. It's one of the common ones. It's the, they often say the parable of the soils, the different kinds of soils are the sower. Um, but the key to this one, so it's good to get this one early because this parable is the key to understanding why Jesus used parables and what the purpose of parables were. So, we start off with, uh, hey, it does fit in there. Good. Um, we start off it, we, on the first two verses. <clears throat> and when we do this in Taiwan, I'm used to having them all read it in Chinese instead of making them listen to me try to read it in Chinese <laughs> with my first, second grade ability to be able to read it even with... Uh, Romanization stuff going on there. So, um, so I, I, I'm not in the habit of reading, but I enjoy it. So I, you can silently read along with me. The same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him, they got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Now, culturally for us, look what we're doing here. I'm the one standing, and you're all sitting, right? You're all here to learn from the person who stands up in front of everyone. <clears throat> but for them, when the teacher came in, there would be the crowd and the students and stuff. And when the teacher sat down, everyone goes, ooh, now the teacher's going to start teaching. And here, in this one, it's not in Mark, but here, there are so many that Jesus sat in a boat. Um, and some say he probably sat in the boat because the crowds are coming up close. And if he gets in a boat and gets a little bit off the water, the sound will carry better to get out to more people. So um, in Matthew 5, if you go to the beginning of the Sermon of the Mount, it says, now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside, so he kind of got a little bit higher, and he sat down. And the disciples came to him, and so he taught them from while he sat there. Um, 
Jesus is the teacher and he's ready to teach. So be quiet and listen to what he's going to say. Now, in the West, we stand up. In Taiwan, actually in the elementary schools and such, um, the teacher has a pulpit that, you know, with the stuff on it that the teacher teaches from. Not so much here with that. Um, we'll go back to 13 and verse 3. He told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. Now, before we get into the actual parable, we need to remember that a parable is a simple story, usually with one main point, usually, and the main point is usually pretty deep um, that you have to get into. And thankfully, with this parable, Jesus actually, in the end, tells us what the parable actually means. Sometimes he doesn't explain it, or at least none of the writers write down the explanation he gives. So we have Jesus explaining this to us, okay? So a farmer went out to sow his seed. So now we get to pretend that we are in the parable. And I get to be Jesus telling the parable, but I also get to be the farmer. So I really wanted to get a nice green and yellow John Deere hat to be the farmer. Couldn't find one. So the farmer goes out into the field <clears throat> to sow seed. Now, farmers now don't sow seeds by hand, <clears throat> um, but we will kind of merge the two. So I will sow some seeds um, into the field, and you guys get to be the fields. Now, earlier it said um, uh, his disciples came to him. So as we're going out, go out in the field, you all are now the crowd. If I'm Jesus, you're the crowd. We don't have a boat for me to sit in, but we'll pretend that there was a boat. Um, so you're all the crowd, but then when I, we get into the parable, you're bits and pieces of the field, and so we'll do that. But then some of you need to think about, are you, are you one of Jesus' disciples? Because you'll have an important role to play here in a bit, okay? So he told them many things in parables. <clears throat> Farmer went out to sow his seed, and um, the first thing, as he was scattered the seed, he came along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Now, if I sow some seeds out there, out into, I used to do this in the front, but I realized when I got to the back, it was the good soil. And so I'm s flopping it around because, sorry, the people who sit to the front, <laughs> they're the really good ones. Okay, so, <laughs> so, now you guys pretend, just pretend you're this hard path, okay? And you get some seeds scattered on you, and then there's some birds. We need some birds to come along and steal the seed. Birds, there's a bird, there's a bird. <laughs> steal the seeds from the others. Now, if I, if, I had, if I had candy, you could just steal the candy away from each other, okay? <clears throat> so that happens. And then uh, verse 4, verse 5. Okay, some fell on rocky places, so you guys get to be rocky places. So we'll scatter some seeds out into the rocky places. So you're the rocky places. It sprang up. It sprang up <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Yay! 
because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, where's the sun? We need a sun. When the, ah, ah, the sun came out, okay, the sprang up, the sun came out, and the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Oh, good job, good job. And then uh, verse 7, we'll go over here. Scattered seeds, and it fell amongst the thorns, which they all grew up, and the thorns choked the plants. Isn't that a good word? Choke them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then finally, still other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was so sown. Yay! And then Jesus says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Or as in one translation, had better listen. <laughs> and if you go to verse 10, the disciples came to him and asked, something happens between 9 and 10. Jesus tells the parable, and he walks away. There's the parable. You guys just performed the parable, and Jesus left the people out there. So who are the disciples? Now I'm going to be Jesus. Who are the disciples? Because what do the disciples do? What do the disciples do? Where's some disciples? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, here's some disciples. And what do the disciples, what do they say? <laughs> why did you say, why do you speak to the people in, in parables, right? Well, the whole thing is, this whole parable is an explanation why he speaks to the people in parables. The disciples could not figure it out. He, he tells them this parable that we just acted out and they're going, what? What does that mean? This is important because the parable explains why Jesus used parables. If you know the meaning of this parable, you know why Jesus used parables. Now, his reply is in verses 11 to 17, and it's given to some, but not to others, and why this is so. So in verse 11, Jesus tells them, he says, the knowledge the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Like the soil at the very beginning, the seeds get taken away by the birds. Why is this? Because the secret to the kingdom of heaven, the secret to the parable, the secret to knowledge about God is given to some, only a few, and those few are the ones who follow Jesus and say, oh, I don't understand. Explain it to me. 
Tell me what the reason is. Why is this so? So Jesus goes on in verse 13 and 14. And he says, this is why I speak to them in parables. Those seeing, and he's, he's quoting Isaiah now. Those seeing, they do not see. Through hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. When Jesus was healing people, he healed the blind most often. Most of the miracles we see that he often does is healing the blind. And he called the Pharisees blind because they weren't willing to see. Hearing but never understanding. Blind, not being able to understand, not being able to see what's going on. He goes on quoting Isaiah. For this people's heart has become calloused, hard. They, will, they hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. If they would only follow me and want to know, be willing to open up their eyes and their ears, Jesus would heal them, would teach them, would help them. The Pharisees, as Jesus breathes into this, have been reading Isaiah for 400 years at that point. They have read that many, many times. <clears throat> but their hearts are hard or numb or dull. They don't want to know. But then Jesus tells his disciples who followed him away saying, what? This is, listen to what he tells his disciples. But blessed are your eyes because they see, your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth. And in the old King James, I truly, truly, I say unto you, and I was going to the Chinese, <laughs> giving it up. I tell you the truth. It's just like, Whenever Jesus says, I tell you the truth, we should go, ding. What is he going to say? Because this is really important. Many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So Jesus is telling them for hundreds of years to when he came, there were prophets and teachers and people waiting to see and hear what Jesus was now telling them. Bang, you got it. This is the secret to the kingdom. Those who really follow Jesus are willing and they want to see and hear. They're not following out of duty or something else. They're following because I, I don't understand. Tell me what it means. Help me understand. And Jesus is like, yes, I want to help you understand. It's the people that don't follow that say, eh, it doesn't really mean anything, or I already know it. They don't get the answers. They don't get what Jesus wants to give them. So then in verse 18, Jesus says, listen. Those who have ears to hear will listen. Listen. <clears throat> 
He says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. So listen carefully to what the parable of the sower means. And he says the sower, but the soils, whatever. Verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the scene sowed along the path. The hard soil of their hearts doesn't let the seed grow and it lets the seed be taken away by the birds, by Satan, our enemy. These are the people who heard Jesus' parable. They were part of that crowd that were there as Jesus spoke from the boat. They heard Jesus' parable. And when Jesus walked away, there was like, another crazy idiot screaming at us from the shore. It's nothing. It didn't penetrate their hearts. Or they may have been more like Pharisees and going, oh, yeah, that's that teacher, Jesus. Yeah, mm, yeah, he doesn't make any sense. He's crazy. He's crazy. The one who received the seed that fell in the rocky places is the man or woman who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Oh, that sounds great. They heard the parable. Wow. I wonder what that means. That sounds good. I'd like to know more. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, because of what they just heard, trouble and persecution comes, he quickly falls away. So the thin soil, roots don't go deep, Following, trying to follow God's word, trying to follow Jesus brings problems. And for some, it's too much. If what other th people think about you is more important than knowing and following the truth, you will fall away. If you're concerned about what other people think about you and they don't like you following Jesus and they're more important, you're going to turn away. You're going to give up and say, eh, it's, it's not worth it because I get my value from these people. These are the folks that heard Jesus' parable and they wanted to follow and they wanted to hear the rest. They wanted to ask Jesus, but their friends and their family that were there pressured them not to follow and they didn't. When Jesus was walking along the shore, he saw James and John and their father working on the boats and he said, follow me. And James and John followed him. How many other people, disciples, possible disciples, did Jesus say, follow me? And their dad says, get back over here and get back to work. And they go, okay. James and John's dad may have complained, but for James and John, following Jesus was way more important than staying with their family business. That's huge. Verse 22. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man or woman, the person who hears the word, but the worries of life, of this life, and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. There are so many weeds and distractions in life. Our phones 
in Taiwan, the social media app is Line. Everything happens online. If I had my notifications turned on my phone, it would just be going bling, 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 bling. All these people posting smiley faces and emojis about whatever. It just sucks you in. What's more, distractions of life, family and kids. But isn't that life? Sometimes family and kids take us away from the things that are really important. What's more important than following Jesus? Not all of these things are bad things. The phone, social media has, is a great tool. We can be used, we're online right now, hi. It's a great tool, but it also can take us away from following Jesus. Our lives become too busy and we get too distracted with all the stuff that we forget about following Jesus. There were others who heard Jesus speak that parable, but they were just too busy to keep following consistently. They had jobs. They had work to do. There were things that they wanted more than they wanted the truth from Jesus. These were Mama Huhu followers. <laughs> she laughs because she knows some Chinese. Mama Huhu for so so, but Mama Huhu just sounds so much better than oh so so Christians. It's kind of yeah, I'm kind of follow Jesus, but not really, not too bad. Only when on Sundays and the good days and those people. When things get tough, they, eh, it's too much hassle. I'll just keep doing my own stuff and I'll stop following Jesus. How often does other things keep us from following hard after Jesus? The disciples left their boats, their careers, their families to follow Jesus. In Taiwan, at the Grace Place, we don't talk much about Christianity. We talk about following Jesus. Are you following Jesus? Denominations, that, those things aren't important. Are you following Jesus? How often does our pursuit of stuff keep us from searching for the truth? Are you busy filling your life with stuff or filling it with the truth? What's more important? Are you able to, here's a great English idiom, drop everything and follow Jesus. Can you just drop everything and do what God wants you to do? Drop a, at the drop of a hat, drop everything and follow Jesus. Try translating that into <laughs> another language. In the end, those mama hoo hoo so-so Christians, they don't produce much fruit. They're unfruitful. So if you aren't seeing fruit in your life, maybe you aren't really following Jesus like he wants you to be following. You're too busy with something else. Because look what happens in the next verse. But the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the person who hears the word and understands it. And how does he understand? understand it because Jesus I don't understand this explain it oh that's what it means 
okay, great, I'm in. Okay? Understands he produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. There's that multiplication. They didn't just take it in and become green. They spread it to others and others. So the, the multiplication, the massive harvest is huge. The same seed produces no crop. Eh, some crop or a big harvest, a big crop. It all depends on the soil's character. What's important? The good soil are the ones who hear the word and they understand it, they want to know. And that's the big idea of the parable that Jesus wants to, the, his disciples to understand. You came to me to find out what the parable means. It means keep coming to me for the answers because otherwise you're going to be lost. You've got to keep coming to me. You've got to follow closely with me and then you can have a, this wonderful harvest. But if you get distracted by other things and whatever and persecution, whatever, then you're not going to have a harvest. You're going to be unfruitful. They followed Jesus and asked for him to explain things. They are the good soil. Good soil people don't let other things get in the way of following Jesus. Family gives a pressure. Yeah. You're not as important as following Jesus. Good soil people follow Jesus and want to know the truth no matter what. I want to know why. I want to know the reason. And they keep following Jesus and going, tell me. I want to know. I want to know. The mama hoo hoo so so soil people, eh, it's too much hassle. I'll just play on my phone. Good soil people know that a relationship with God is way more important than anything else. It's more important than heat. Okay? Knowing God and, and knowing the truth is so important. So, are you busy following Jesus or doing something else? There it is. That, that's what Jesus is telling his disciples. There's that parable. You've all heard the parable. Where are you in that mix? How good are you at following tells how good your soil is. And depending on the time and situation, we swing between soils. Sometimes we're so, the kids are screaming or something, and no, I don't have time. I'm, I, the soil gets really hard and difficult at those points. But in general, when we go on a retreat, following seems to be so much easier. Yay, we've been away. And then we come home and all the pressure of life and following is not as easy as it was. You have a good time studying his word and then a friend or a family says, what are you wasting your time with that for? Let's go have some fun. Ah, and then you're torn. What do I do? What do I do? Every day, every breath, we have a choice to follow well or just glide and drift and so-so. The better we follow Jesus, the better our fruit will be. The better the harvest is going to be. See, when I face Jesus, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful, good soil servant. That's not scriptural, it's kind of combined of several 
but I want him to be able to tell me that, yeah, you were a good and faithful servant. You had good soil most of the time. You were fairly consistent following hard. It's the good soil folk that we're looking for in Taiwan, those teachable ones, those that, like Debbie shared earlier, that when they get something, they go, oh, that's good. And, and they come to the teacher and they go, really, is it this? And they stay afterwards and talk with the pastor and Bible study leader and going, oh, this is great. Oh, I want to know more. Is it really this way or is it that? Did I misunderstand? Those are the fun people. Debbie gets to work with students at the seminary. Most of those are good soil folk. Um, we scatter God's word in lots of different places in Taiwan. We get to see where some things spring up and we try to water and keep it going and sometimes it springs and it dries and withers and looking for the good soil. Looking for the good soil. So sowing seeds, there's counseling opportunities in Taiwan. <laughs> counseling missionaries, helping missionaries thrive in Taiwan. Those so we're scattering seeds. <laughs> so if because seeds are scattered, some of you end up going somewhere else to share God's word, the ones that are here should be going, yay! For those of us who've been following Jesus for years, <clears throat> we could be like Pharisees, and the church has its share of Pharisees, who don't think they need to improve. And if we've been following Jesus for a long time, we think, yeah, I've got it down. I know the drill. I don't need to improve. And it's easy for us to compare with others and figure, well, I'm better than they are, so I don't need to improve. I don't need to learn. We can lose that good soil flexibility, that Willingness to learn and do something different, to follow Jesus through something new. So which soil do you find yourself in most of the time? And what do you need to do to be good soil and to be teachable? When I first started uh, helping out of the church and, and the pastor told me, invest your time in, in the teachable people. The church is full of very needy people and people who think they're very important, but find the very teachable ones that want to know more, that are teachable, that are good soil people, and invest in them. So where are you in that process? If you're not sure, ask your pastor. <laughs> ask your friends. Where am I? am I? Am I really following Jesus well? Or am I just kind of mama hoo-hoo, going with this flow, whatever? Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for this church that has been here for so long and has gone through so many changes. I thank you for the people that have gathered here to be a light here to this community all around them. Lord, may their light shine brightly. Lord, may this church be full of good soil people that want to learn, that want to know you better, that want to follow you better, no matter what, that are willing to drop everything 
to follow you. Lord, give them eyes to see and ears to hear what you want for them. And Lord, give, give them courage to follow you and give them the willingness to help each other, the grace to help each other follow you and to encourage each other to follow you. Lord, we thank you that you, you want us to follow you. You want to heal and help us be the people you've created us to be. Lord, give us the courage and the wisdom and how to follow you and follow you well. Bless this congregation. May they have an incredible, incredible impact in this area. In this part of Portland, in this part of Oregon, in this part of the United States, and may their influence reach around the world. Thank you for their support of us in Taiwan, their support of others in other places. And Lord, may they be constantly looking to see where you want them to go, where you want them to follow you in doing what you want them to do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.